You're listening to The One Relationship, where we believe a strong marriage is the foundation for successful families, communities, and cultures. I'm Kate. And I'm Tanner. We're your hosts, and we've each had our share of unhealthy relationships. When we met, we committed to not repeat the mistakes of our past, so we set out to learn everything we could about creating a rock-solid marriage. Join us every week as we bring you real talk from our experiences, other married couples, and relationship professionals we trust. To start strengthening your marriage now, head over to theonerelationship.com and get access to our free marriage manifesto today. Welcome to The One Relationship. My name is Kate. I'm here with Tanner, my very handsome husband yeah, yeah. and host. Oh, man. So we uh, we have uh, been traveling over the last few weeks, and it's been uh, quite a journey, I will say. Uh, learning, learning a lot about traveling as a family of five with a dog in an RV visiting family we got to see my family for thanksgiving and and uh and then on the on the way home seeing tanner's family so it's been a beautiful uh time to uh connect with people and uh thankfully like through through the way the past year has been uh we haven't seen family the way we were planning over the over the year so this was just a really nice visit uh, and definitely always nice to come home, right? There is a, there's a reason why the saying is there's no place like home. It's good to be home. Uh, we're here in our home in uh, Centennial, Colorado, and uh, we'd love to know where you're tuning in from. We we got a couple of people dropping some comments here. We are on uh, live. Uh, this is a live recorded episode. It'll be on the podcast uh, here a little bit later, but uh, we do uh, usually do a live episode every week, so I'd love to drop some comments in there. Let us know where you're coming in from and what's happening in your world. And today, the topic is words matter. And Kate has a, a pretty cool story um, from a couple of years ago that sort of uh, had a bow tied on it here uh, just recently, and so we're gonna we're gonna jump right into that. But before I do, if you don't stay until the end, we want to let you know about our upcoming challenge that we have called the Arguments to Intimacy Challenge. Arguments to Intimacy dot com is uh, where you can sign up for that. If you're a fast action taker right now, you're going to see a, a wait list right there. And in a few days, you will see uh, all the details there. And we'll be sure to email you and let you know when everything is ready to go. Uh, arguments to intimacy.com is where you can find that. And the truth of the matter is you spend energy in your relationship uh, the question is, what are you spending the energy on? Are you spending the energy on your disconnect and your discontent and arguing with each other and holding your position and being right? Or are you spending your energy on creating a deeper connection, a greater relationship, and more intimacy? Not all about the sex, but I can tell you this, it's hard to have some good sex when you're arguing with your spouse. Come on, <laughs> come on. Am I right or am I right? Let's go here. So arguments to intimacy.com is where that's at. Uh, stop arguing, start loving more, and uh, we're going to jump right into it. So take it away. So back in 2015, I believe it was, 2000, or 2016, Tanner and I had decided that we were going to do the 22 kill uh, challenge, push-up challenge, 22 uh, 
22 Hard Kill, I think it was called. Um, and we wanted to do the, the push-up challenge to honor veterans, and it was very um, was getting a lot of attention at the time. And, uh, and we decided to do that. So I don't remember at what point in our challenge, but I saw a tweet from a vet who reached out and said how he wanted to kill himself. And I happened to see it. I, I was very active on my Twitter account and, and my social media through, through my radio career. And I saw that, the, that he had reached out. And so I wrote back to him and we had some conversation back and forth over Twitter. And I later then found out that some other people had been following the conversation and some other listeners were able to help and give him some assistance and just, you know, give him some guidance and things like that. And I know that, you know, various people were able to uh, help and, and maybe provide some, some financial needs that he needed or food, whatever it was. But he was really struggling where he was like, I'm losing my family. I can't see my wife. I can't see my kids. And uh, he was in this place of, of absolute despair where he's like, I'm going to be one of those 22. You know, I'm going to be where, I, where I'm in a place where I just cannot see why staying would work. And I even remember him saying to me, he's like, my family would be better off if I was gone, which uh, for anyone contemplating suicide, being someone who is remaining with those people and here on this earth with those people, uh, your families are never better off um, with you gone. And, you know, so I saw some resolution that that was going on at the time. And over the years, uh, Tanner and I have actually often, you know, we've we've mentioned that story before. We've we've referenced, you know, in our conversations. Hey, remember when that happened? You know, and I've always kind of thought, like, you know, I wonder what happened to him. I, I hope that he's doing well. And I've, I've just sort of thought that in, in my mind over, over the years, you know, and I wanted to pull up the actual message and read it and I forgot to do that. But I left my radio career in August. That day, that was my, my last day on the air. Uh, he messaged me on Facebook and I, I didn't see it at the time. My inbox got really flooded with me leaving. And so I was just about a, just last week. Uh, going through messages and working my way through messages, I saw this message from him and he wrote to me, Terry is his name. And he said, Hey, I don't know if you remember me. Um, but back when that 22, was it 22 hard kill? 22 kill. kill. You're thinking of 75 hard. Hard. That's what it is. Which okay. is a raging. Yeah. Raging yeah. The Thank you for right the clarification. 22 kill. 22 kill. He's like, it was all getting, you know, getting all this attention, but you know, I had sent you a tweet and, um, and he's like, I just wanted you to know, uh, I was really in a, in a bad place at the time, but I happened to just reach out to you and you had asked me a question that no one else had asked and everything that I was going through. No one asked me this question that literally changed my outlook changed my outlook on the whole on the whole situation and what I asked him was what are you doing about the situation I asked him what are you doing about the situation and he said no one ever asked me that before and because of that I was able to start looking at things differently to say okay what you know what am I doing to be able to make change and see my wife again and see my children again and, and have this different outcome. And he was like, and because you asked me that question, 
I made different choices. And I can say now to this day that I am alive and I am with my family. I'm back with my family. I've been able to experience things with my children that I would never have been able to experience. And he said, uh, as a quote here, we converse back and forth for a period of time. I can't remember, but you did something no one else had done. You asked me something that no one else had asked me. You asked me what was I doing about things and making things better. I honestly don't remember if we talked after that, but I do know that that simple question made me look at death and more importantly, life in a new way. If it weren't for you taking the time out of your already busy schedule to talk to a depressed vet, I would have been one of the 22. Mm. Thank you for helping me turn things around so that I can enjoy time with my wife and watch our children grow up. And Terry, if you ever listen to this, thank you so much for, I mean, I've, I've, I've written back to you, but if you, you know, if you're listening to this, just know from the bottom of my heart, that I'm so grateful you wrote back to me to tell me how you're doing, uh, to say thank you. You know, it really, quite frankly, was just something so simple. You know, we, we, Tanner and I both were in a place of just wanting to help out however we could, you know, and this was something that we, we thought would be a great way to be able to help out, uh, never realizing how that would impact, uh, just one person. And, you know, we, we go through life and, and, and this is, this is a really big, important thing right now with how divided things are in our world and in our country that, you know, words matter. It's sometimes just the smallest thing that could like truly make or break someone, you know, and we don't realize how heavy words like are on people, right? You know, you can say just this, oh, I didn't mean it. Oh, I'm just sort of a sarcastic kind of guy. Oh, you know, I've got some dry sense of humor and, you know, but like, I mean, really like where, where's the underlining message in that? Where, where are you really coming from when you say certain things? And is it truly from a place of uh, love and kindness and gratitude and, curiosity you know like are you are you coming from a place of that or are you coming from a place of like well let me just get a little dig in there because I'm I'm bitter and upset about something and we've all been there right we've all said things that we wish we didn't say we've all said things that we uh probably really did some damage to someone and may not even know that we've done that like we may not even be contact with that person anymore but those words hurt. If you think about when you were in school and the words that kids said to you to poke fun and, you know, here's here's the bully in the class and this one saying that and that one saying the other thing. And, you know, and that still haunts us as adults. Right. So, you know, we know how important words matter so much so that like we're we're working to a place where like certain words are just not even in our vocabulary in our household anymore because we know how important that is. We don't want to put that word out there for, for, for anyone to hear, let alone ourselves. Even um, simple words like try and can't. I would rather my kids say fuck than try 
and can't, especially can't. But it's things like that. And sometimes I go a little overboard. Maybe I'm a little intense on this. Um, but, you know, as you're talking about like what, what you know, kids and, and back in the day, it's like there was that saying, sticks and, and stones, stones can may break, break my bones, bones but words will never hurt me. And it's just not true, right? It, it's, it's it, I think, with good intent. And there's a, there's a book by David Goggins called uh, You Can't Hurt Me. And uh, it is about becoming resilient, and and I do think that um, we were we were just on a, another interview, and we were talking about the origin of you know our show, the one relationship, and and really the intent here of the one relationship uh, is about the relationship that you have with yourself, because then that becomes a reflection and a projection of the relationships that you have with everybody else. And I posted this a while ago because it was a personal situation, and I've seen a couple of other people actually post something similar, which is that hurt people hurt other people. Mm. Most people that are you know, using words or actions in a way to be hurtful to other people are coming from a place of pain, uh, coming from a place of insecurity. And so the the point of, you know, really becoming resilient and and not allowing those things to uh, have such an impact on you, not allowing people's words and actions to have such an impact on you is about understanding that the relationship, the only relationship that you have is the relationship with yourself. And when when you start to get good with yourself, uh, one, you look at the way people treat you and what they say to you in a different light, and you also look at the way that you treat and talk to other people in a different light. And you know that's really just what we're all about here. We uh, we just got off of a you know like ninety minute podcast interview with uh, uh, with uh, with a, one of our friends, and it was really great. It really kind of exposed uh, or opened our mind up to some things um, that we just sort of take for granted because we have um, you know it's just how we live our life. The relationship you have with yourself is is the only thing that you have. Yeah. So we. Uh, we know how important this is in our household. And like I said, we're, we're doing what we can to just change certain things like, and make, make that a habit that uh, certain things just are not said. Right. And just starts to become second nature that we just don't say certain things. And we, we realize that most people don't think that way. Going back with our families, we spent quite some time, um, at my sister's house, we, we, we spent the, the chunk of the time at my sister's house with her family and my parents. And, uh, and I just remember growing up my, my mother saying this. And then of course I, I heard this numerous times through the time we were together. And then I realized like, I hear other family members say, but, um, something, you know, like, uh, the dog was left outside. Oh, the poor dog, the poor thing was left outside. We, we didn't hear her scratching to get it, you know, oh, the poor thing. And, uh, uh, David wants more, more milk in his bottle. Oh, the poor guy. I forgot to give him more milk in the bottle, you know? And, uh, and it's just something like, it's so second nature for my family to say it. I 
say it. Uh, well, now I don't say it very often, but it, you know, every once in a while it slips out. Because I'm like rolling mm-hmm. around yeah, here with a like, buzzer on you. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, he's not a poor thing. The child eats. He's fine. Everything's okay. The dog is loved. Like, you and know, I did, I did bust her mom. She wasn't in there, but the 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 refrigerator was so overflowing with food. You know, with Thanksgiving like leftovers. Twelve people in the house. Twelve yeah. people in the house. Like. Yeah. And the refrigerator was like there was a lot of food and it wasn't very organized. Her mom was like attempting to either find something or put something away. And she's like, oh, this poor refrigerator. And I was like, you know, I beg to differ. I don't think that's a poor refrigerator. That looks like a pretty wealthy refrigerator to me. That is a very abundant refrigerator that is full with a lot of food. And, this is what I live with every day. And, and she was just sort of like, you what? know, looked and smiled. And she knows that's how I am and was like... Okay, I guess so. I don't think she got sort of the level of of you Poor, know pattern like interruption right. and correction that I was going for, but I, I think that stuff matters. I don't. I certainly you know am uh, am not a perfectionist with with this, uh, but I think it matters. I think it, it having the awareness matters, and I think Jimmy brings up a, a a great question. Jimmy's like a consistent listener. Thank you so much for being on here, What's up, Jimmy. Jimmy? Um, how do you feel about the casual use of powerful words like love. I I read that like three times as Kate was talking. I'll let you maybe read or think about it a couple more times. But what I came to that on Jimmy, I think it's a a very insightful and interesting question. And I I guess what I would say, uh, I'm not entirely sure where you're coming from, but my first thought on that was I would rather words like love be thrown around casually than words like try, but, sorry. I was going to say. Sorry is a big one oh, for me. Oh, Tanner does not know how to say I'm sorry. Sorry is a big one for me because, <laughs> one, it's something that I learned from a personal development framework about, you know, acknowledging your actions and committing to not doing them again uh, versus just casually saying sorry. If, if there's any word... So I get where you're coming from with love. I probably use love pretty casually. I love that. I love this is awesome. Oh, I love that. That's just kind of because that's become part of my vocabulary. And 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 I think sorry, something like sorry, I think it's much more detrimental for a word like sorry to be thrown around casually. And my daughter's doing it now, 10-year-old. Everything, I'm like, hey, this needs to be picked up. It's, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, I didn't take And I'm like, no, you're not. Like, And and so I'm starting and to grill her. And now our toddler, her. she like goes over and like whacks the dog. Sorry, Buzz. Yeah, she'll just like hit the dog or she'll like go bite her brother and she's like, oh, I bit David. Oh, sorry, sorry, David. sorry David. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, but there's a difference between a toddler, a 10-year-old, and then and an, an adult. adult. However... Yeah. of who we are as people is formed in us by the time we're age eight. So if you think about it, and and that's why we have become so, I'll say, hard on our kids and especially on my 10-year-old daughter because I have let some things slide. Uh, She has not always been with me, so she's been in, in, you know, another environment, uh, which has fostered different types of behavior and so this casual use of sorry is something because I feel like uh, as a culture and as individuals, we use that to excuse behavior rather than take responsibility and go, you know what? I screwed up this time. You know what? I was late. You know what? I forgot to take out the dog. I didn't do this. I didn't put it away. It's not a big deal. 
Like it's it's not. Sorry, I don't re- need I don't need an apology for not putting the milk away or not walking the dog. I just need you to go. Oh yeah, I didn't do it. Let me go do it. And I think that's why I have uh, such an issue. Uh, well, I've got a few issues, but um, <laughs> one one of them, you know, around around apologizing. So glad you're aware of that is <laughs> that um, I feel like that's that to me has has been laser focused of like that's a powerful word. And Kate knows if I say sorry, one I slipped up because generally I like to say I apologize. But if I say sorry or apologize, like I mean it. Mm-hmm. I've I've thought about the fact that I did something that well, I know had a be, negative. There should impact. be a level of remorse in using that phrase. I mean, since we're on this topic of that phrase, like there should be a level of remorse. You feel badly that something happened that uh like you shouldn't have done or that it affected someone in a negative way. You know, like there should be some level of remorse. And that's where, you know, just acknowledging the the actions or the words doesn't actually show that you feel badly of like what happened like the consequence of it and sometimes people need to know that you feel badly that something happened you have a level of remorse for it like i'm i'm sorry i did that that was not my intention you know and so so that's where i would like the i'm sorry to come into play i don't think that we have to overuse it and i do think it is overused but i i feel like just acknowledgement isn't quite getting that remorse piece of it that many people are looking for myself included when they want to hear and I'm sorry. Right. And I think this I, so so thanks for pushing this further Jimmy because I get what he's saying and I think maybe uh, it clicked a little more in my brain as like you know we tell each other like hey I love, I love you. you we tell the kids before we go to bed I love you they're going to school hey I love you have a good day. And so I think maybe Jimmy that's where you're coming from that it is a little it is a little watered down. I get that. I, I appreciate the push on that. And and here's what I would say. I think one of the things, as you're framing it in the context of like, then couples kind of tend to devalue that word and it, and it does get watered down. I, I think one of the things that I learned about love, there's a song about this. It's called Love is a Verb. And if you're like me and you don't really know like grammar and what verbs mean, I had to look that up, but it's action, right? Love is an action. Love is a verb. I think it's a song. I'm going to have to go look it up now. I didn't know you didn't know what a verb was. I don't know. Conjunctions and verbs and now, like, I don't know what that stuff is. Catholic Um, school. I learned all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I I grew up in the middle of a cornfield. Like they taught us that, but that wasn't important. So love is a verb. Much like I think this applies to my approach with the apology, right? Hey, it's... Words are cheap. Talk is cheap, right? Like you can say, oh, I'm sorry. The question is, do you repeat that behavior in the future? Maybe you do once, maybe you do twice, but do you repeat that behavior in the future? And maybe even more importantly is like, are you taking steps to not repeat that behavior? Because the podcast interview that we were just on, uh, she referenced a t- statistic from the Gottman Institute about how the fact that, uh, what is it, uh, 69%, 69% of arguments and disagreements in relationships, 69% of arguments and disagreements in a relationship are, are perpetual, perpetual, meaning they continue to happen. It happens over and over again. That, to me, is the bigger deal, is are you actually doing something about not 
recreating the same situations that caused the upset. So I think, you know, and, and words, and we get into this, like it can be semantics. It's like, man, are you, do, do you have the microscope too focused in here? Maybe. Um, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. And sometimes not. I think it's important. And I think what you're bringing up, Jimmy, about, you know, watering down words and, and love, but specifically on love. And I think specifically it, it applies to apologies as well is like, those are action words. Those are like, let me show you I love you. Let me let me go out of my way. Let me be thoughtful about what I do for you. Let me be thoughtful about what I don't do because I know that doesn't work in our relationship. And I think that will always be more powerful than just saying I love you and like really meaning it. 70% of communication is nonverbal. Eye contact, the actions, the energy in your body. So quite frankly, we say words matter, but in communicating, words are actually the least important thing. Your eye contact, your connection, your intention, uh, the energy behind the words that you do say have far more of an impact than those words. But we as a modern species use words to communicate. Our ancestors wrote on cave walls and grunted before we had language. And so we've been communicating a lot longer than we've been talking and using words. And so words matter. And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff under the surface that matters even more. Well, and just remember that people can have a different love language where they want those words of affirmation and they, they want to hear the, the kind words. And then other people want more of like the good deeds and the actions. And so they really do go hand in hand. You, you Like they have to marry each other. You can't just keep saying the same stuff and doing something opposite. And you can't just keep doing, you know, great things and loving things and not be able to verbalize that also with your spouse and your, your partner or your friends, like your family, you know, I, I had, I I date my last boyfriend. I mean, he did all these great things for me, but I rarely heard the kind words out of his mouth. And I'm, and I still sort of questioned the behavior, right? So there's just, there's still like, they have, they, they, they really need to um, marry each other and go hand in hand. Um, and that's just the the stuff that like we we love talking about with our clients and recognizing how these things matter, uh, and that's what we're gearing up for for our arguments to intimacy challenge. I know many of you have also uh, messaged or, or commented that you're interested in the challenge. Uh, I am going to message you with all the details for you to be able to sign up. So just hang tight. Uh, I apologize for the de- a delay. I I am I I am actually sorry that it's taken this long. We, uh, we had a, a few unforeseen circumstances and, uh, called life, called life, um, but I will get you all the details. So if you're listening, um, please know that I haven't forgotten you. All and... the details are at arguments mm-hmm. to intimacy.com. That's T O arguments, T O arguments to intimacy.com. I'll message uh, you enter as your, well, enter your email address there. Yeah. You'll get on the email list. You'll get notified as soon as we have everything ready. Um, so you can actually see the details and the official registration and the Facebook group, private Facebook group. We're not airing your your marriage laundry 
on uh, on public Facebook. So that's all there at arguments to intimacy.com. Thank you to Jimmy, um, Cecilia, Tony, Tony Lindsay. I saw Tanya. my buddy Walt on here earlier. Yeah, Walt, yep. We saw Louise. White Dove. Louise Bro is on. Yep. And um, we, uh, we are back in the saddle. We're back home. We uh, miss you guys and look forward to getting back into our rhythm here in the studio. Um, yeah. Any final comments here? I like I like what Tony says. Always remember we're a product of our environment and how we raise our kids is what they become. But saying things that come from the heart is not a bad thing. It's truthful. 100%. You know, sometimes, uh, sometimes things that come from the heart don't always feel like love. Sometimes if you truly love somebody and, and you tell them the truth, uh, it might not be an easy conversation to have. Uh, we've adopted a uh, a saying in our family that the truth is good enough, and we're mm-hmm. teaching uh, you know our kids, especially the oldest, that when you go down that path of fibbing and lying and stories and omitting details and and replacing other details, it's very exhausting. It's very challenging, and um, the truth is good enough, even if it if it isn't always comfortable, if it isn't what you think the other person wants to say or hear, or if it isn't what you want to say. Um, the truth is good enough. And yeah. the final thing I'll say is that uh, when we started this show, we did a survey to ask people, you know, the number one thing that they were struggling with, what they wanted to learn about. And that topic was communication. So if you feel like you're struggling with communication uh, in your relationships, whether it's your marriage or your friendship or your kids or, you know, coworkers or whatever it is, uh, know that you're not alone and know that within five days, you could improve that with the Arguments to Intimacy <laughs> Challenge, arguments to intimacy.com. We're super We're so excited. excited. We'll be working yeah. on that through the holidays. We're not kicking our feet up and drinking no. too much and eating too much. We are uh, We're getting uh, ready for you. wheels on the ground, ready to go. And it's not just because it's January and it's New Year's. But uh, it's time to make 2021 the year, the comeback year, and we're going to kick it off January 11th with Arguments to Intimacy. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The One Relationship. Be sure to subscribe right now, and we'd love it if you could do us a quick favor too. Please rate and review this podcast. This will help others who want to strengthen their marriage discover our content. To get our free marriage manifesto today, head over to theonerelationship.com. And while you're there, we'd love to hear from you. Just hit the contact us button and send us your questions and feedback. Join us next time for more real talk on The One Relationship.